But, but you know this thing about success. Young people, success. Middle-aged people, I call you generation Z, millennials, baby boomers, and all of y'all else out there. There is something about success in America that troubles us sometimes. And, and the pursuit of what we deem to be success, it drives our lives. In, in, in fact, because of what I do, I see the pursuit of success create many problems in the lives of our young people. Amen. And, 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 and not only our young people, but it also impacts the lives of our baby boomers. Now, we all know that we all want something purposeful or great in our lives. And success, listen to me carefully, can be defined as achieving a goal that means something. It, it can even be defined as achieving something that benefits or contributes to the lives of others. You know, it can be defined as something that adds to society. Success can manifest or show itself through the writing of a book, through sports achievement, through academic achievement, through financial achievement, or even through relationships and in other ways. Because you see, my brothers and sisters, success is generally manifested by achievement that we can see. Do I have a witness in here? Young people, y'all following me, right? And I know you have your text messages, right? But, but, but success can be translated in various ways. So what one person sees as success can be uh, interpreted by another person differently as not being successful. So what is successful can be left to interpretation. And if you have lived as long as I have, you understand that success is continuous and it's not a static event. Now y'all need, need, need to text that out. Success is continuous. And it's not a static event. It is something that is continuously evolving and changing. In fact, I believe, and I say I believe because I've not looked at any scientific evidence to support what I say. It's just been my observation of the last 65 years that there are many brothers and sisters and children who even with some achievement of success in their lives, who are still miserable. 
who are depressed, who are still satisfied, who are divorced, who are suicidal, who are anxious because success is ever-changing and it seems so elusive. So, I'm not here this morning to tell you that pursuing success is a bad thing. In fact, it's really a good thing. And if you are here or watching or listening this morning, some of you may think that it is all right because you are content with where you are and you haven't done anything. But my brothers and sisters who have been left on an island in verse 11 of our text, when Paul says that he has learned to be content in any and every situation, let me remind you that he does not say that he has learned to be content in doing nothing. <laughs> You've got to do something in order to be content. And, I, and I, I know all of you good lazy folks, all of you good comfortable folks, y'all say, well, the Lord says, be content in whatever situation you find yourself in. Well, you got to do something to, to be content with where you find yourselves. Amen? And so, and so, Paul was a very active participant in kingdom building. But even though he was an active participant in kingdom building, he recognized that he did not have control of the outcome of the activities he participated in. And Paul learned that regardless of the outcome, that he had learned to be content with whatever God chose to do. And, and, and I don't know about you, but my generation Z, my millennials, my baby boomers and others, always be in pursuit of and the scripture I read this morning reminds us that pursuing success is uncomfortable, it's risky, and it takes trust. Now, y'all go ahead and text those three things out. Pursuing success is uncomfortable, it's risky, and it takes trust. Amen? So, so, so. So again, it's risky, and I try to keep it so it's easy to test. It's risky, it's uncomfortable, and it takes trust. Amen? And so, so let us start with verse 12. Paul says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is full with a stomach, with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. So in other words, it's, it, it's, it's uncomfortable. So Paul tells us in verse 12 that seeking success in, is uncomfortable. And in our lives, we are all love being comfortable, don't we? In fact, I believe some of us have become comfortable with being comfortable. Oh, yes. I wish I had a witness in the house. Amen. <laughs> and preacher, what I mean is this. We don't attend Bible study or Sunday school. 
We are so comfortable we can't even feed the hungry, give water to the thirsty, clothe the naked. And my brothers and sisters, in fact, John Jovi reminds us the danger of being when he said, don't get too comfortable with who you are at any given time. He says you may miss the opportunity to become who you want to be. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> and ain't nobody said that. You need to text this, okay? Say, tell, tell whoever you're texting, don't get too comfortable with who you are. You may miss the opportunity to become who you want to be. Now, at the end, what I want you to say, to change it a little bit and say, don't get too comfortable with who you are. You may miss the opportunity to become who God wants you to be. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I ain't got to say, but keep on texting, all right? Keep on texting and writing. So, my brothers and sisters, I want to remind you to not miss your opportunity to become what God wants you to be by being too comfortable. As Pastor Wood said, listen to me and listen to me real good. Get ready to text. Nothing ever grows in a place of comfort. <laughs> Nothing ever grows in a place of comfort. Y'all text it out. Nothing ever grows in a place of comfort. So, 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 so again, as Pastor Wood always says, listen to me, I got it, and listen to me real good. Nothing ever grows in a place of comfort. You see, my brothers and sisters, it is the comfortable positions of life, it is the uncomfortable positions of life that brings us closer to God. It is the uncomfortable position in life that increases our prayer, that increases our study, and it increases our commitment to God. As Christians, we are called to walk by Now you need to say it again. As Christians, we are called to walk by Yes, and, and see my brothers and sisters, when you are called to walk by faith, then you can never be in an uncomfortable position. To be comfortable and walk by faith is the oxymoron. Keep testing. I'm just waiting on you. So in other words, we are called to step out and be uncomfortable in our faith and to do things that will push us closer to Christ. We are called to step out and be uncomfortable in our faith and do things that will push us closer to Christ. Amen? So my brothers and sisters, step out on faith with the call from God. Step out on faith with the new position. Step out on faith with the pain you have in your body. 
Step out on faith with the new direction for your organization. Step out on faith with the new school you want to attend. Step out on faith with the healing that you're going through right now. Oh, I wish I had a witness in the house who's willing to step out. Step out on faith. I wish I had about two or three of you this morning that is willing to step out. Step out of your comfort zone and watch God. And my brothers and sisters, when you step out of your comfort zone and watch God, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, not have entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who what? Who love him. So, stop closing the door to exercising faith because you love comfort too much. Step out and be uncomfortable. You see, you don't want to be like the rich young ruler who came to Jesus and asked, in essence, what it took to be successful in the kingdom. And you know, and Jesus said to him, if you want to be complete, or in other words, if you want to be successful, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. So in other words, he didn't want to be uncomfortable. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. So, got to go. Pursuing success is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, right? But it's also risky. <laughs> you know, some of this comes from my own personal life, right? And um, when you have nothing, and you have nowhere to go but to God, then you pursue things that other people would never pursue. Amen? And the crazy thing in my own life is that when I pursued things that other people would not pursue, it had a major impact on my immediate family. That being my brothers, my sisters, my daddy, my mom, I had an impact on everybody. And so when you look at verse 12, again, all this is coming out of verse 12. <laughs> he says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. So in other words, what Paul is telling us is that when pursuing success, you risk things. In verse 12, he says it can lead you from a full stomach to an empty stomach. He tells you that you, can, that you can have everything and then have nothing. So not only is it uncomfortable, but it's risky. Huh? So how many of y'all know that pursuing success is a risky business? Huh? It's, it's a risky business. It's a risky business. Huh? And, and so, so, so what? It, pursuing success exposes you to the possibility of loss or injury. Huh? 
You know, I remember when I wanted to go to jump school. And I'd sign up to go to jump school. I don't know what got into my mind. Uh, <laughs> and, and I hurt my back. And I thought about jump school and said, I won't be able to go to jump school. And then I thought to myself, well, why, why, why was I going to jump out a perfectly good airplane anyway? Uh, <laughs> you know, I signed up for the risk, but that's not a risk I really want to take. <laughs> uh, but, but the bottom line is, is that I signed up with the possibility of loss or injury by signing up to jump out the plane. Because not only could jumping out the plane injure me, but I could go up in the plane and the plane to rot before I got to jump. Isn't that right? So the risk was the same. It's just the way I perceived it, amen? And so you can lose money pursuing success. You can lose face pursuing success. In fact, you can even lose your life pursuing success. And not only does it impact you, but you can endanger other people. You can lose their money, and you can put your life and their life at stake. Now, faith means taking risks. And sometimes, young people and old people alike, God will call you to do things that some people don't understand. Mm. I could work that for about an hour. Huh? But we don't have that time, right? So sometimes you will be called to do something out of the norm and it will involve risk that you and no one in your family has ever taken. One of the things about our kids, that's mine and Julie Webb's kids, is that we always taught them to go and after what you want. Don't stay home. Don't, I don't want you around me. Go and pursue what it is that you choose to do. If it's digging ditches, dig the best ditch you can dig. If it's being a meat cutter, then being the best meat cutter you can be. And, and, but, but get this from us. Whatever you do, we got your back. Whatever you do, we got your back. I, know, I always knew none of them would ever be a lawyer because they see how hard and crazy I work. So it's not important of what they do. What's important is they take the risk to do it. So in Matthew 14, 29 through 31, y'all know that scripture. Jesus had walked out on the water. He went out to rescue Peter and the boys. And, and they were trying to figure out who it was when they finally realized that Jesus called to Peter. Come out to me. Now that had never done, been done before. Huh? <laughs> huh? Isn't that right? And that old crazy Peter. Because, you know, that's what people say when you do something that's out of the norm. Boy, you crazy. My mom always used to say when I was over, in, I was flying to London. I was flying to London and they were bombing the runway back a long time ago. Y'all remember when they were shooting shells at the runway? 
I was flying to London and flying out of London. My mama said, you crazy, boy. I said, the Lord got me. Right? And so when Peter heard Jesus, he stepped out of the boat on to the water. I didn't say in the water. I said on to the water. And started making his way toward Jesus. Peter had done something that nobody had ever seen before. Amen? Because of the fact that he had his eyes on Jesus. Huh? And, 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 but, but you know what? When you go out and do something that nobody had ever done, and you lose your focus, <laughs> and, and you lose your focus, what happened to Peter? He lost his focus because he looked at the wind and he was afraid. And when he was, became afraid, then he began to what? Sink. Huh? And when he, get, when he started to sink, at least he had enough sense to say, Lord, help me. And now what he said? So immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt? You see, my brothers and sisters, Jesus led Peter to take a risk. And by faith, Peter started walking on the water towards the Lord. And it was only until he got distracted that he started to sink. And let me come here for a minute. And my brothers and sisters, there will always be distractions when you are called to do something abnormal in life. But you can have faith in God that God will act on your behalf. And there's a quote that all that there's another quote by an unwritten author that says this if God brings you to it, He will bring you through it. <laughs> oh my God, my God, my God, uh, my God. Y'all can text that, right? If God brings you to it, then He will bring you through it. Y'all got that, young folks? If God brings you to it, he will bring you through it. And how many of you know that when you are being called to step out of your norm, that distractions will occur. And when distractions show up, it reminds you of the uncomfortable nature of your pursuit. It reminds you of the uncomfortable nature of your calling. It reminds you of the risks involved. And my brothers and sisters, as we look throughout history, we are reminded of the power of faith by those who believe. Those in Hebrews 11 who exercise faith and put their reputation and put their life at stake. And not only did they put their own life at stake, but they put the lives of others at stake. It was by faith that Noah, when warned about the things not seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family and brothers, my brothers and sisters by faith Abraham when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going so You know, when it actually comes to taking risk, the greatest thing that hinders us is what others think. 
They used to call me the crazy little old boy because I would do anything. I mean, absolutely anything. If somebody said they were going somewhere I'd never been before, I'll go. If they wanted somebody to do something and it was dangerous, I'd say, I'll go. In the military, I always try to keep my soldiers calm in the midst of pressure. I said, I'll go. I volunteered to go to Desert Storm, and I said, I'll go. Because life is full of risk. And I don't want to be 78 years old saying I wish I had a, woulda, coulda. The most miserable human being on earth is an individual who's at the end of their life and they are wishing that they had done some things that they did not do. Do I have a witness in here? Y'all ain't got to raise your hand, but at least clap. <laughs> but at least clap, huh? But at least clap. So I wish I had about two or three of you can testify that it's by faith that you are where you are this morning. It is by faith that you are still married. It is by faith that you still have the friends you still have. It is by faith that you are able to impact the life of a friend or a neighbor. It is by faith that you are mentally healed. It is by faith that you are physically healed. And anybody here this morning with a by faith moment in your life, it didn't look good, but by faith. They counted you out, but by faith. It doesn't look good right now, but by faith. So many of us, no business people, that say no risk, no reward. Y'all heard that. You know, it's amazing how we can take, take statements that people say in the world, but then don't apply it to Scripture. When scripture been saying it the whole time. Huh? <laughs> Absolutely like it's something new. You know, because a CEO said it. Or because a businessman said it. Said it, right? But scripture has been saying it since the beginning of time. No risk, no reward. And my brothers and sisters, this goes deeper than just business. When God calls us to take risk, and we respond, refuse to respond with yes to his will and yes to his way, then we too suffer the consequences. No risk, no reward. When we, refuse to, when we refuse to say yes to his will and yes to his way, we can miss out on what God is doing in our life. We can miss out on seeing God work in our life. We can miss out on a powerful testimony. We can miss out on a blessing. And I don't know about you, but whatever God has for me, it is for me. And I don't know about you, but I want it. And I believe those who have taken risks can find a God who can do anything but fail. So if you think about it, it's riskier not to take risks. So it's uncomfortable because we got to get out of here. It's risky, but it's about trust. And I'm going to be out your hair. Paul tells us that the pursuit of success in the kingdom and in your life is uncomfortable and is risky. When in pursuit for God, there will be times when we have to live on almost nothing or at times live with plenty. And there will be times when we will have to live with a full or empty stomach, but that's okay. Because Paul tells us the secret of living in every situation that we come across when exercising faith. It's in your text. 
verse 13. He states, I can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens me, right? So in other words, he reminds us that, that in our pursuit that we will get comfortable and it will be risky, but the key to it all is Jesus Christ. Because if he brings, it, brings you to it, he will bring you through it. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all ways, what? Submit to him and he will, what? Direct your path. You know, I wish I had a witness in here who could testify and I'll go ahead and sit down that the Lord is my rock, my fortress and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me and my place of safety. But God is our refuge and strip of very present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. And I like it the way Kirk Franklin puts it. I've gone through the fire and I've been through the flood. I've been broken into pieces, some lightning flashing from above. But through it all, I remember that he loves me and he cares and he's never put more on me than I can bear. You know, an old hymn that said, I've had many tears and sorrow. Huh? I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I didn't know right from wrong. But every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials only come to make me strong. So through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus and I've learned to trust in God. Let's give God some praise in this house and thank him for his word on this Sunday morning. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.